my understanding of unrequited love is it's kind of like having a crush on someone that won't go away. But you said it's more than a crush. But it's a bit more than a crush. It's like... Just know, a little crush. <laughs> more like you, you want to touch them in public in non-sexual ways kind of kind of thing. <laughs> you fucking don't know. I don't know. Okay, so put it this way. I feel like if if unrequited love was a relationship status, it I would never have been single. Yeah. Welcome to Loon Life. Again, I have sweet Sarah, mouse voice James with me. And I'm trying not to have a mouse voice today. She's going to enunciate. Today we are discussing the topic of unrequited love and love in general, millennial love, issues with relationships. Sarah hates how much I use the word love and I can feel her tensing next to me and it's amazing. I just want you to say millennial again. Millennial. Okay, that was better. (laughs) Good. Did I say it wrong? (laughs) It was just... It's stumbled out of your mouth. It was like a newborn trying to (laughs) get on its toes for the first time. I'm a writer, not a talker. Uh Okay, so why are we doing this again then? (laughs) Trying to get better at enunciating. 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 Right, well, just briefly, Sarah, tell me what your romantic situation is currently. I am madly in love. With? Tim. How long? Uh, about four years. It depends how you count it, whether it's pre-Europe or post-Europe. I definitely go post-Europe. Well, yeah, I'd say post-Europe it would be about four years. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Cool. Tim, <laughs> leave us a message. How long have Tim, we been together? Tim, comment. <laughs> Please comment below. Um, okay, for me, I'm single. See, this is where you and I disagree because I count my last thing as a relationship and you don't. <laughs> but... I would say technically single for like four months. But then if we're going by Sarah timeline, and this is why I don't like to go by Sarah timeline, it's nearly four years. Yes. (laughs) And three minutes. It was five months of my life, Sarah. It counts. Just because it wasn't monogamous. It felt like a million years Just because it didn't fall into your idea of what love should be. It wasn't not monogamous it was unrequited <gasps> oh bringing us back around to the start of the episode you're welcome also, ouch that's what i'm here for <laughs> tell me about your first love like bruce willis in die hard no like one that actually knew who you were oh we both loved the same no no we didn't no not the same man but they both had the same names they did okay uh i was 14 i was 14 and i fell in love with a boy um because we started talking on msn ah good old msn even though we went to school together and we're in each other's classes but we were too shy to talk to each other in real life the anonymity of the internet yeah bringing people closer together yeah um 
Dangerous. Dangerous! Even if you know the people, they're dangerous. They could still catfish you. Well, no, he didn't catfish me, but he was just um, not a great human being. I, I hate talking bad things about people, but... You don't. That is absolute bullshit. I, you love. I hate talking bad things about people publicly okay. and to their face. Okay. Not that I think he would be listening. You, maybe you're now his unrequited love. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, that ended that well, fiction. <laughs> well, how can... That's a bit self-something of me thinking, oh, he was really affected by me leaving. Well, I mean, he did leave school when we broke up. <laughs> Some might say the signs were there all along. Yeah. He's definitely been pining after you all these years. I, I'm a saver. I want to rescue people. But you don't love them back, though. You rescue them and I then did. you I did. I loved them. him for a good one and a half years. You're like one of those kids that takes an egg out of a bird's nest and is like, I'm going to raise this bird and then it dies. Yeah, and you're like, it's fine. It should have been left where it was. I tried to save it. <laughs> you keep killing all of the egg it's boys. It's like we found um, a little baby bird on the on the driveway once and Jodie and I took it to the vet and... She said to me once we had gotten back in the car, you know what the vet's going to do with it, don't you? And I'm like, nope. And she's like, chuck it straight into the bin. (laughs) Why are our sisters so much more dark and clever than us, though? Definitely more clever. Oh, but I actually had a thought about that. Mm. Um, Especially taking care of these kids at the moment. Younger sisters and brothers, they learn so much from their older ones. And there's no, like, of course they're going to develop so much faster and be so much more clever. Mm. Because they're just copying everything the older sibling is doing and trying to keep up. So you're basically saying the reason that we're hopeless is because we're the eldest. So it's not our fault at all. Oh, and we're we're told to slow down because we don't want to ball over the baby, that kind of stuff. And we get ignored because the baby is louder and more delicate and shit. <laughs> it's so, really frustrating. So who do we blame for our financial failures? Um, society. Amazing. Coming back to the topic at hand, love. (laughs) Or Uh, unrequited love. So that's your first love. My first love was when I was... No, this is the thing, okay? So this is where my my whole life has been unrequited thing comes from. I can remember... Your father. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Papa Appleby's lovely. Papa Appleby is the best. That's probably my problem. Yes. So basically, I remember really, really vividly every single crush I've ever had because they went on for at least a year. Like every single one. Ugh. I know. It's actually quite sad. Romantic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we went two different places. We went to really different places. But let me tell you a little story. So I, you know, primary school loves and all that jargon. But I remember in high school. So there was the, f- oh my God, I found him on that dating app I'm on. Really? Okay. How? I need to say how I found him. Okay. Were there even dating apps back then? Oh my God, I'm not even talking about primary school. I did like three jumps in my head and I didn't bring you with me. Okay. Let me go back two Fucking jumps. Hell. When I moved here and I got into year 10 and Shannon will remember this because she was here for all of it. There was a guy in our school and he was in the year above and his nickname was Mexican Boy and I was in love with him for an entire uh, problematic. year. Oh, absolutely problematic. He was not Mexican. He's Italian. I have no idea why Mexican boy became... Because <laughs> Australians are fucking racist. I'm not Australian. I'm just really clueless when it comes to people's cultural backgrounds. No, uh, you wouldn't. You didn't nickname him, no, did I you? I nicknamed him that. <gasps> oh, fuck! Sorry, that I was other people loud. called him by his name. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't know. <laughs> well, I know. But anyway, <laughs> oh we used God. to like, run into him in the hallway. I remember like drawing pictures of like little chance 
run-ins I had with him, like eye contact and oh my god, I was I was obsessed with him, like madly so. Never spoke a word to him in a year, not a single word. But I remember every day coming to school just for the off chance that there might be some sort of development in the love story that was going on in my head. And yeah, found him on dating app the other day. So let's see, could could oh! be the love of my life. Oh. Could still be. Okay, that's 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 what you meant. That's where Fuck. the story All came right, from. Finally caught up, but yeah. I, that was a crush. That's not unrequited love. I mean, he didn't know you existed. That's not he, unrequited. He looked me in the eyes at least three times, <laughs> like prolonged eye contact from afar. No, from like was on the he stairs. thinking like what the fuck is wrong with her eyes? Like, it looked nice. Is that I think it was a nice. Is it a sty? Like that's really mean. It wasn't that close. The one after that, that one was actually quite traumatizing. I had a really big crush on him. He was this tall blonde guy that was on my school bus with me. Was he called Sweden guy or no? He, I gave him his name. His name was Tom. Oh. Tom the first actually. <laughs> what? Because there was a Tom the second. Oh the fuck! The actual boyfriend. Did Tom I know II. this? I don't know. We weren't really friends at school. Because we were talking about all the Toms last week. So Tom the first was on my school bus every day, and again, I used to go to school every day because I'm, well I'm a done. lover of a sickie. No, you have no idea what a big achievement that was for me to not call in sick. Ever. Oh, okay. So I went to school every day, and I used to like try and talk to him a little bit so you know, I was getting a bit braver and I remember there was a day where Josh had a really big crush on a girl called Gemma that was two years below us I had a big crush on Tom and we made a vow that day we were like we are both gonna do something about it finally we're not gonna be like sad lonely people anymore we're gonna capture this love we're gonna live our story so he wrote a note to her and it said hey my name is Josh I think you're really pretty this is my phone number send me a text or something like that and he went up to her in the schoolyard and gave her this note and was like, hey, you dropped this, and then walked away. Oh, that is cool. Isn't it smooth as shit? Oh, wow. We worked on that for weeks. I, I thought that was so smooth. So <laughs> didn't quite go as planned. She kind of laughed at him and then started sending him really mean texts, which, I mean, oh, my God, you're in year 10, you little asshole. I don't think I've met a Gemma I like. Yeah. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, so he didn't have that much luck. I also didn't have much luck. I was on the bus. I was like, right, this is it. This is the day I'm going to ask for his number. So I dangled my phone over the back of my seat because he used to sit behind me a lot. And we used to talk a little bit. So I thought maybe it might be possible that he might like me a little bit. No. Gave him my phone. And I said, oh, um, what's your number? And he just looked at me and said, oh, I don't know it. Okay. And, and then I kind of looked at him for a second and then realized I wasn't going to get anything. So I took my phone back and slowly died. And then he got off the bus. And then the next day at school, it turned out that he was going to like pretend that he liked me or something Aww. on the bus home. Yeah, really mean. Really, really mean. So my friend Lorraine found out through his friend. God, I, I do not miss high school. What a fucking... ugh cesspool mess uh, so she ended up shouting at him in the hallway in front of everyone i wasn't there thankfully because i was already dying of embarrassment from the events of the day before but yeah what an asshole yeah but yeah i mean i still count them as unrequited loves because they did still go on for a year each and i feel like maybe a crush for a year is yeah maybe you're right maybe it was just crushes both of them i don't think i think unrequited <laughs> I <didn't> know them <laughs> un- un- unrequited unrequited love like gives you like pain it's 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 painful surely yeah. oh i feel like there is literally nothing good about it do you know what i always think of when i think of unrequited love the start of the holiday with kate winslet when that man that she's like in love with 
and I think she had a thing with at some point, then announces his engagement at the work Christmas party, and then she cries, and then that's when she books her holiday to swap with Cameron Diaz. Okay, my eyes glazed over there. I did see that because of Jude Law. Yeah. Yeah. And Cameron Diaz. Oh, yeah, fuck it. She's amazing, and oh. I love... She didn't cry. That was her thing, wasn't it? Yes. She couldn't cry. Yeah. Yeah, Which she's is basically she's you. good. She's good. I cry. So after Tom the first, there was Tom the second, and of course, this was my actual first love that went on for seven too long years, and ended terribly and ruined me for a good eight months. I'm gonna say eight months. Okay, I'm gonna say five years. <laughs> it's only been four, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I officially got over it completely six months ago. Okay, well done. Yeah. I mean, baby steps. That's when I met Steve. <laughs> uh-huh. She'll be coming later. She'll be coming, coming round the mountain when she comes. comes. Oh, God. This Tom the second. Tom the second. Yep. Yeah. I didn't realise that there was anything wrong with that relationship. You we were, were so madly in love with him. Yeah, but that's the thing. I was so madly in love with him. I think that he enjoyed me. I don't think he's capable of the depth of love that I am. and I don't think anyone is. No. <laughs> Except for maybe like... What? Who? I was going to say no Shrek. One. Shrek. Shrek. No. Which was a weird jump. No, because he totally was denying Rocky. it. Rocky. Rocky Balboa. He loved boxing. He loved Adrian. Adrian! He, he loved Adrian more than... Adrian! Anything except uh, boxing. Ad- I hate that movie so fucking much. Why are we friends? I have no idea. Shrek and Rocky are always your go-to reference points. I don't know either. Tom the fucking second! Happened the way that most relationships do when you're 16. It was MSN? quite cute. No, we, um, we met in a park. Oh, yeah. Oh, dodgy. <laughs> he was dating a girl that lived two doors down from me. Oh, yeah. Controversial. Oh, no. No, but he was going to kiss me on New Year's, and I remember saying to a room full of kids... Kids? Friends. We were all kids. Okay. <laughs> so, like, no, I'm I just to... imagined you as like, like a 16-year-old and you had like a whole ton of toddlers and you sat them down and was like, right, <laughs> I want to snog this lad, but he's no got a girlfriend. <laughs> I, well, I said to the guys, because everyone was at our house that time and, he, and someone was like, you should kiss Harley. And I was like, no, he's got a girlfriend. God, I used to have morals, Sarah. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> morals. <laughs> But he broke up with her, I think a week later or something. She spread a rumor about me sleeping with my cousin and my 40-year-old uncle. And that was why we moved to Australia. Kids, man. What the fuck? I hate teenagers. Like, just gross. Ugh. It's just weird. It's I just, never had those experiences. It's a big jump. Oh, it was just me then. <laughs> I think the people you hung out with were a bit dodge-dodge. This is very true. I've had bad taste up until right this very minute. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> but... We got together and it was one of those normal relationships, I suppose, first proper one. And he used to go to parties that I wasn't invited to and come home with lipstick all over his chest. What? Uh, Yeah, that was within the first few months. And then I think it was like a year or something in when I heard a story about him waking up in a park with some other girl that he'd met up with through a mutual friend. How old were you guys? There was a lot of flags here. 17. Okay. And then 18, 19. Because I didn't get into the party scene. Yeah, there was always a lot of people, I don't know, I remember always feeling like another woman's attention, girl's attention, was a lot more valuable than mine. Yeah, it was pretty much the basis of our entire relationship was me trying to validate myself with him. 
which you know i think a lot of us go through it's hard when you when the person that you love doesn't make you feel like you're enough for them i know i should say oh like i've got such fun memories i don't though and that sounds really sad but it's not like since the end of that relationship i feel like i've lived 10 lives because i've traveled on my own and i've done so much but when i was with him we just we didn't do much we didn't grow much and the end of it was awful like it became an incredibly toxic relationship this is getting really deep (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said Uh, but uh i would say that it's a really good learning curve because because of that it's taken me a long time but i've officially got to a point finally where i can say that i don't need a man or validation yeah to make me feel good in what I'm doing I don't need reassurance that my choices are correct I don't need someone to tell me that I'm attractive or that what I'm wearing looks nice like I've got a lot of confidence confidence good cool well done yeah so thanks Tom for cheating on me (laughs) but that's the um uh, that's why I said about my first which was also named Tom like even though it was quite hard and uh, but I learned a lot yeah and that's how you grow I wouldn't take back any of it Always swipe left on Toms is the moral of that story. Yeah. Well, there's more Toms. More Toms we can talk about later. Fucking Toms. <laughs> the worst. But seriously, though, I think that should be the tagline of the episode. Hashtag never date a Tom. Yeah. I mean, my little baby nephew is a Tom and he's all right. Well, you're not going to date him. He's your nephew. No. Well, no. <laughs> well, I suppose those were our first loves. Those were essentially requited. You left yours. Mine left me. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> I win. <laughs> Going to the unrequited, I suppose that would be my entire life story after Tom the First. Four years dating. Going through the unrequited love. I'm glad you called it dating. Cycle. Instead of saying relationships. Steve was a relationship. Uh, okay. Just because it was a polyamorous relationship does not make it invalid, but Sarah. You, we, we've discussed this. You weren't polyamorous in that relationship. I tried to be. Your problem, though, your problem, though, is if if you uh, engage in sexual intercourse with somebody, then uh, you fall in love with them. Not all of them. I've had several great one night experiences where I've never spoken to them again. Is They're that still... because you had no way of finding them? <sighs> no, they've always asked for my number. That's like my one tick of pride. I'm actually really good at what I do. <laughs> I would say, do you know what? The, probably the worst one no oh yeah okay so I've had a couple (laughs) I liked that yeah it's like your version of the scales (laughs) the first person that I had a thing with after my ex was like after anorexia I was after eight months oh who's she hell (laughs) (laughs) he was called Ben and he was a radio presenter down in country oh yeah who you didn't fucking meet I did meet him once came to brisbane yeah for how many days to meet me oh yeah because you were talking online with him and then you met him in brisbane yes i met him in the outback on my adventure trip before i moved to brisbane and then he came up to meet me and everything seemed to go wrong that day his flight wasn't booked he then didn't have his credit card i don't know lots of things went wrong and then he got to my apartment and then i'd never slept with anyone else before and i felt really scared anyone else apart from your fest yeah and it was just a really weird i was a child I was 23 and I was still 16, really, after everything I'd been through. And then it just didn't feel right. He was like 32 and ready to get married and have kids. And, you know, where are you now? (laughs) (laughs) Where are you now that I need you? 
That, you sound just like him. I thought I did. So, after him, I was not very happy. <laughs> but, I mean, first of all, you, you met this lad online. No, I met him face-to-face on first. my Outback Adventure. Oh, and then met him online. Then we were talking lots online. Okay, all right. And, and on the phone. Because when, when you said that, I thought, I thought that you had talked to him online and then met him in the fucking Australian Outback, like some kind of... No. Ivan Milat. His name was Ivan. <laughs> Ivan. I like that. His name was not Ivan. Oh. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> Call yourself a I've... pine donkey. So, yeah, he came up, visited me. We realized within the first 12 hours it wasn't right. And it was just really, really awkward. But you kept talking to him. No, I didn't. He left and that was the end. And that hurt a lot. So there was the first one. And then after him, there was the one that I would say, I, I fucked up. I will own this. I fucked up. We walked into Sunny's House of Blues. It was a Friday night. Jess and I walked into Sunny's and we ended up perching ourselves at the pool table because there was nowhere Perching's. else to sit. Oh. The pool table was closed at the time. We didn't just sit on the pool table while people played pool. And there was a girl and two guys sitting at a booth and then the girl came up to us and asked if we were meeting anyone and we said no and we went and sat with them. So shout out to friendly Brisbane people. I miss you. And ended up just like really bonding with this gorgeous, tall, slim, tattooed, pierced, handlebar mustache. Oh, yuck, 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 yuck. He had like gelled hair. He was delish. Yeah. Oh, my type to a T. And we hit it off. And then he dressed up as the Joker in the nurse's outfit from The Dark Knight for Halloween the following weekend. And we hooked up and it was just amazing. You're a big Halloween girl. Yeah. I want my love story to revolve around Halloween. And then the next day I took it upon myself to say to him, hey, I know we're really drunk and we're stumbling back to my house to have sex right now, but I'm just going to say that I'm just like not looking for a relationship right now. I'm just having fun. You're such a a filthy liar. Uh, No, back then I meant it until I fell in love with him. Uh. (laughs) Six weeks of dating goes by where he started out being like disappointed that I didn't want anything and then obviously putting me in the sex box, which keeps happening. Sex box, sex box, you're the sex box. (laughs) That was gorgeous. Thank you. This should be my theme song. The theme tune. Sing the the theme theme tune. tune. (laughs) I think we did that on the first episode. (laughs) Fuck's sakes. So, yeah, then he gently distanced himself from me. And by gently, I mean he ghosted the shit out of me. (laughs) So that was probably my first experience of, like, proper unrequited. But then is it if he started out being super keen and then I pushed him away? All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Full stop. (laughs) Well, what about you? Who was after Tom? Oh, you've just had all these, like, really lovely, long... I fucking hate you. Yeah. After Tom was Cal, and he was beautiful, too. Is. He's still alive. <laughs> married. Oh, yeah. I think he's married. I think so. Well done. Yeah. No, he's, he's a lovely guy. Just joined the Air Force. Um, cool. Then there was Troy, who is also a very beautiful boy. Ah, yes. The one that has spent a long time with two of my best yeah. friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was with Jessica first and then with me. I guess I'm next then. <laughs> <laughs> so I had some really beautiful people. I think that in every relationship there is a cat and a dog. And the dog is like the, the puppy and they're like super uh, like eager and loving. And then there's the cat who's like the cool one. Yeah. You still love them, but you're the cool one. In your relationships, have you always been the cat? Uh, no. No. Wow. Uh, That's tricky. I think we were all the cats. I don't feel... There's always a reacher 
and a settler. No. Nope. You're no. wrong. Yep. You're wrong. Okay, because I feel like I'm always the reacher. Yeah, I know you're the reacher. <laughs> Which is funny how tall you are. Ugh. I'm five foot seven. Yeah. Okay. I'm also really hot. Why am I always reaching? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? It's your insides that's what's wrong. Oh, dear. I give myself away too easily. <laughs> they get lured, lured in by your uh, aesthetics and then... <laughs> the crazy comes out. I'm, nuts. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that anymore. It's just your personality. It is my personality. Thank you for finally acknowledging yeah. it. And not accusing me of being mentally ill. Yeah. I'm balanced. There's now. nothing my wrong with mental illness. I mean, we're aware we're both mentally ill. Yeah. <laughs> this whole podcast is centered on the rambling. Yeah, Luna. Luna, literally. Life. I think they're the most interesting people. I mean, it, it actually kind of gives me hope that you don't think that there's always a cat and a puppy well look at me and tim that's a really good point we're constantly reaching for each other <laughs> no no that <laughs> i just read a fucking article in unrequited love and it was talking about physical affection or if you're constantly reaching out for someone and they're not reciprocating reaching back to you that's what they were talking about whether that's physical or emotional i mean you guys have also been in a relationship for like four or five years yeah so I would hope that you haven't got a problem where one of you doesn't reach back. No, but usually aren't you supposed to go past that honeymoon period and be a bit more? I think that only happens if you aren't physical people. Because I remember even with Tom, even when it was terrible, I was still always super duper affectionate with yeah. him. Yeah. Was he re- affectionate back? Mostly. Yeah. Hmm. I wish we're like diagnosing all sorts. I wish today. this was like a video podcast because your face then was brilliant. Like you're a great face. You're thinking oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your, your thinking face. Thank it was you. it was very nice. Thanks. Remind me of a frog, but <laughs> in a nice way, in a good frog way, like a Kermit kind of way. I don't know. No, it actually gives me hope to think that you guys feel like you're both on a level because that's how I think it is. Like I look at my mum and dad, and I don't think that there is it. Oh. Is there a cat and a dog? No, my mum is most definitely the cat. Oh, okay. Yeah, and my dad is the puppy. But that's because she's cool cucumber and my dad is like super eager just like me. Yeah. So we, that's just the way that we are. But I also don't think that one of them loves the other more than the other, thankfully. So that's good. <laughs> so Sometimes too much love is not healthy, I feel. I think you need a little bit of dirt in you. Well, I've certainly had some dirt in me this last year. Yeah, being a child of divorce. <laughs> God, here we go. I don't has made me more realistic with the world. It's made you not want to get married. Independent. It's made you hate rom-coms. Well, I don't think that's because of divorce. It's just because of I've got a larger brain than most. <laughs> Are you sure that there's never been a time where you've liked a guy more than he's liked you? Well, there's one. I got over it pretty quick, though. There's one. Tell me more. Yeah, no, okay, Joel... Joe. Ah. Um, the mysterious Englishman. That was totally unrequited. Like, it was all intense and stuff and in a very short period of time. And then I had to go to Kalgoorlie for teaching and he was moving back to England. But I still thought that we'd meet up in England and I'd teach in England and it would be awesome. But like a week in to me being in Kalgoorlie, he dumped me over Skype. I remember being so mad at you guys because you kissed at my birthday. Oh, fuck yeah. So mad. Why were you mad at that, though? Were you jealous? Yeah, very. 
Of who? Of us? Yeah. Both of you. My people aren't allowed to touch bits if I'm not involved. (laughs) (laughs) You're very protective. I'm not allowed to have any friends. (laughs) Whatever, Trevor. Anyway, so yeah, I was pretty, and I was pretty pissed off when he dumped me because like literally the night before I was partying with this basketball player and he was all over me and I was like, mate, I've got a boyfriend. So if he had just fucking dumped me earlier, then I, I could have been with this basketball player. You're so weird. Ah, oh, it's just so Imagine selfish. dumping you sooner. So selfish. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to do the right thing for once. So I was a bit torn up about that but but I, I can't tell how much was him how much was ego a, no a lot of pressure at school because I was doing my final prac placement mm. and with a bully teacher and how much was partying I drank and partied a lot and met a lot of to- kissed a lot of toads that's all you can find in Kalkuli <laughs> <laughs> but you know I think your experience with him is basically what I've experienced lots of times yeah where I've I think I've only really, really recently noticed this is that I'm so used to intensity from the get go. And so I kind of keep seeking these dudes where it's like sparks and magic from the start. But the thing is, though, that's generally because it's like mad lust and you're not really that compatible. Yeah, mad lust, definitely. Yeah. So it's Oh, Joel and um, I weren't compatible. That's it, right? But like you're so into it, you think you kind of convince yourself it could work. It makes me a bit sad because I think, fuck, how much time have I wasted on these dudes that were not <gasps> remotely right for me? Mal, that was another one that uh... was not compatible, but it's the passion. So that's why I feel like sometimes it needs to be separated. Like I found that the passionate ones were destructive. Mm. Um, Like Mal was very controlling and fucking scary. Mm. And I really liked him really quickly. And he messaged me at like two. No, he called me at two in the morning one time whilst he was out with his friends and told me that the police were chasing after him and that he had been in a fight and that he had a black eye and shit. And I was like, I'll come get you, come get you. And like he hung up on me. And when I got there, he was perfectly fine. Hadn't been in a fight. He said he can't remember. Yeah, he (laughs) said he can't remember any of it. Oh my god! And he um he had recently broken up with his fiance. He had really wanted a baby, and then pretty much straight after meeting me, his fiance was pregnant with another dude. So he was he was like, oh, not in the healthiest of places. Some might say. No, he says, oh, I need a bit of space, and I was like, okay, bye, and went straight on Tinder and met him. Cute. Yep. And met your long term partner. Yeah, but he, so he was pretty abusive, and that was kind of unrequited. Not your own partner, Mal. <laughs> yeah, that was unrequited, but I tend to get over this quite quickly. It's just it makes you kind of blind to the signs in the first place. Yeah, it does. There's a lot of ego involved in it too. Like, it, I think the reason that it hurts so much is because you get a bit like, well, why don't you like me? What's then, wrong with me? Yeah, then you start Instead to... of like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why don't you like me? You fucking weirdo you're you're an idiot you're an idiot this is the whole package (laughs) well that's what i love like matthew hussey has some good things to say about that actually yeah when someone says i'm not sure about us they say well why why we could be amazing together i don't get it the appropriate response is you're not sure about us then i'm definitely not fucking sure about us (laughs) 
No, you not like you not liking me is not a turn on. You not like I always think that when people go out to bars, oh, so and so is over there and he's he's you know not paying me any attention and I just really like him. What? <laughs> when someone shows you that they're not interested or they don't want you, that should be a turn off. That should you oh you don't you don't like me, huh? No, I mean, it's just killed my erection, that's all. I was actually really attracted before. I can't be attracted to someone who doesn't want me back. That's not attractive. That's masochism right there. I have been listening to his videos for years, and the amount of times he has stopped me from sending that second message or... I don't know, just making an absolute fool of myself. He's what? Then what happened to all the times that you fucking did? I didn't listen. Listen, <laughs> you were usually drunk. I was probably drunk. Oh, girls, don't don't drunk message. It never turns out well. But I love how he's so honest. But it's also he's really beautiful, so it's easier to listen to him. <laughs> I think there's your problem. Yeah. You've got very high standards aesthetically. No, I think I just know what I like. I wouldn't say that my standards are particularly high. I don't know, because you kept on judging. You were like, why are you sleeping with that guy? Or why are you interested in that guy? And I'm like, because they're fucking beautiful souls. I'm shallow. Yeah. Yep. (sighs) But I just... You do need to have a physical attraction, obviously, but I feel as though when you get to know someone, that grows as well. Do you know, I think I got burnt off that when I was young because I used to get to know people, think they were lovely deep down, try to, like, move my way into seeing how it went and then they would just kind of always not be interested. So I think, honestly, it burnt me. So now I, I'm just more about the aesthetics because I've just been having fun for so long that I'm not used to having to get to know someone before I make up a decision. That's it. You don't get to know them. That's why you fall like so hard so quick because Mm. it's the idea of them. Yeah. It's the story. You very good at constructing stories, narrating your life. Oh yes. You're a writer. No, I think that's, that's very true. Looking at the reality of the situation, like that's what Matthew Hussey is amazing at. Like he is very much about the reality of a situation and, listening to people when they when someone tells you that they don't want you listen the first time it saves a lot of fucking heartbreak yeah, don't put yourself through that pain it's horrible for people to watch as well you know like when your friends are saying to you stop yeah don't he's not the one for you listen it's not going to turn out like it might go on a bit longer but it's not going to turn out positively, is it? It's yeah. Like if you're hanging on to something and you know that it's not the right thing, yeah, it might be comfort on one particular night or they might make you feel fleetingly good when they send you a nice message. But You're wasting your time in the yeah, end. Yeah, and you're only hurting yourself. It's you could very, be very messy. Spending that time meeting somebody that is decent. Or just chilling is, as well. It's or what just, I've just yeah, started like to that. do. Just yeah. fucking chill. That was always like my thing of last year was I'm going to have fun. And I had so much fun and I met so many amazing people and I learned a lot about what I need from a relationship and what I want. Then from what a the fuck happened this term. year? No, nah, man, it's pretty new. Wait, what have I done wrong this year? Polly. No, that ended last year. Oh, we're in a new year now. It's March. It's the end of March. Fuck. What have you done this year then? I think I've been really, I've been celibate. Really? Since mid-January. Yeah, who was mid-January? 
the last one, the one that I dated for a week and we thought he might be the one and then it, it, it only lasted for a week. Because then you asked him for your babies. I didn't. I just asked him about the future. Apparently, being a future-focused person is quite intimidating to men. Don't do that. Don't ask about the future. They don't like it. Not all men. <laughs> it's not so much asking about the future. It's just your intensity when you ask about it. I was drunk. I don't know. I think I knew that that was wrong as well. But I just was like, this is fun. And I was rebounding from the one before that too. Because, you know, there's been like a constant stream. For the last yeah, that's year. it. Yeah. <laughs> Revolving door. Mm. So, yeah, two and a half months. Okay. I do have a date this afternoon, but. Yeah. Could still be something. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Tune in next time to find out how this one has been destroyed. <laughs> You're, you have no faith in me. Yeah. I'm quite confident. But that I, I gave you, I gave you the it. go ahead. You did. Thought that was pretty big of me. Your, uh, your approval means everything to me. You're welcome. <laughs> but I guess moral of the story is that putting pressure on situations, getting up in your head and thinking that you've got to make something work with someone. It's supposed to be easy. Talk to anyone who's in a relationship, a healthy, happy, long-term one, and they tell you it's been easy from the start. And it's very rare you'll find someone who's like, oh, it started so dramatic and we finally made it work. Like, it just... Eh. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like... When you meet someone, it, you, yeah, it's reciprocal. You don't play games. You don't wait for messages. You just, you just want to be together. You just be yourself. So I think... And if yourself isn't... So fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Be content in where you're at and don't think that a relationship or a person is going to fix anything. I know that my lowest lows have been because of other people. I don't get that low when it's just me. Not that low. Anyway. And don't force shit. Like, be open to stuff, but don't have such high expectations of like this this has to be it i find so many people are scared of dating because they feel as though there's pressure to meet the one whereas i've been on so many dates and i have had so much fun on all of them because i just wanted to meet a new person Mm, no pressure you don't have to kiss them if you don't like them you don't have to see them again yeah it's just interesting hearing different opinions and going to new places. And some mad funny stories if they're weird. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Definitely, if you're a single lady such as myself and feeling the Bridget Jones vibes and stressing out about getting old, which, you know, it's going to happen to all of us eventually, watch Matthew Hussey videos. He actually does know his shit. I'm going to link him in the show notes. But just don't, don't put so much pressure on yourself, girl. Oh, boy. Fine. Oh, yeah. Don't put so much pressure on yourself, woman. Even boy, girl, in between, non-identified, whatever. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, which I'm sure you are, please feel free to leave a like and a review, especially Apple Podcasts would be much, much appreciated. If you would like some bonus material that goes along with each episode, we also have a Patreon $10 tier. There's a couple of pretty cool, pretty intense things that I've popped on there for just the the most curious of minds, feel free to go and check that one out. What about the people who just want to, like, can they donate, like, a small amount of money just for kicks to say thank you or to say, here, I hope you get to eat this week? There's also a $1 tier if you just feel like being nice. Yeah, because I, I used to pay you $1. You used to pay me $3. I used to pay you $3 on your Patreon. That's cute. Now I'm skin. <laughs> Somebody pay me $3. I don't have a Patreon, but ask Carly and she'll... 
She'll let I'll you know I'll swing her the go. $3. Just Thank let you. me know it's for Sarah. Yeah. I fucking need it. <laughs> also, follow us on Instagram. It's at HarleyQ. H-A-R-L-E-I-G-H-Q. And on Facebook, the page is just HarleyQ, like page. And I post all of the updates and all of the memes. And hopefully, I'll catch you there. Thank you very much for listening to Loon Life.